Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the fifth episode, I believe this is. Um, (laughs) You're going to see that I lost count. I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who came over from TikTok. Um, I really appreciate it, and let's hope that the algorithm gets me canceled over nuance. Um, I'd also like to mention that I'm making sure I include links to everyone's um, social medias in this. Um, special shout out to my friend Miller, as usual, I mentioned him towards the end of the episode. Um, he introduced me to a lot of this, like, podcasting stuff, and he's been really encouraging, and y'all should check out Hal at the Moon. Also, another friend of mine has a new podcast called Can You Stop Talking, Please? Um, I'm definitely going to be adding a link to that one in the description as well. Um, but enjoy. This is a little different than the other episodes that I do. So if you're over here from TikTok, I suggest looking at like a few of the other episodes and just having fun. <laughs> All right. Let me know what you guys think. Um, feel free to DM me or email me. Um, my email is doorwaypathway at gmail. But yeah, have fun. <laughs> Hey everyone, um, definitely lost track of what episode this was, <laughs> but um, thank you for coming to the Glass Firmaments podcast. Today I have a guest, um, another guest that I met in my time in New Orleans. Um, care to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Christian. Uh, I'm not from New Orleans, I'm from this place called AIM, Louisiana, which is like Nobody knows what the fuck that is, but it's in between Wagaman and Luling. It's like this small, like, city town type thing. It's like 30 minutes outside of New Orleans. Uh, It's some weird little mixture of, like, rural, but, like, just close enough to, like, a city that makes you feel comfortable. So I I guess it, like, provides whoever lives there, or I would assume whoever lives there, like, a weird bubble of, like, nature but not country country white people shit like not middle of nowhere louisiana you know but like still trees and horses and shit like that and my entire street is black like i, I live down the street just like very black but i don't know i think it's a cool little vibe but yeah. uh that's yeah, actually that's, that's aim and shit that's actually really interesting because my grandma comes from monroe Mm, yeah it's like uh it it's well like not even monroe directly but like outside monroe. like a so like a outside little rural yeah. area of my room yeah and she she couldn't even remember like exactly where so <laughs> and it, it's fine because like she moved here a while ago and the topic we're getting on is like the great migration and how it resulted in loss of like these herbalist traditions Mm. and my background as a lot of my viewers listeners listeners because this is a podcast because (laughs) i have not edited maybe some people got mad fucking imagination and they could just like picture what the fuck is going on because then there'd be like they'd be watching shit low-key but it'd just be like imaginary honestly i hope (laughs) i hope y'all have that imagination because we're going to need to get into some shit today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it we were talking about? Um, going one day without thinking, seeing, or 
just oh about like <laughs> not even thinking about white people for like a couple days how good they would feel yeah oh my god and then i brought up like <laughs> what if it was like an i am legend situation where <laughs> it's just one lone white person in a sea of blackness that would I don't even want that because I don't even want to like flip it and make white people necessarily feel oppressed. I just want to not even think about motherfuckers. Like I just want like everywhere, like Afro-punk, but like everywhere. And then like for three days, (laughs) everywhere. I'm thinking like Lovecraft Country meets Twilight Zone. (laughs) Because like... Uh... Lovecraft inspired me, just just inspired me to be a little bit more petty. <laughs> that was a good show. It was really good. It was a really good show. And they dropped a lot of, like, hints towards stuff, too, and, like, really made you think. And to that point on, um, like, just how liberating that feeling would be, it's just... And I, I, grew, I grew up in Caucasia. I'm like groups <laughs> of Jersey, like Jersey, right outside of New York City, and it is, it's really trash. It's low key trash. Um, but it's like I live in a good area. It's what I will say is that the discrimination is blatant and it's institutionalized, mm. where it's just well, it's blatant and institutionalized in the South too. Yeah, <laughs> but it's done with a little bit of comfort. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that was dark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't necessarily think so. I think it's just true. Yeah, I, I mean, like, um, yeah, I, I've just, I don't know. I've had a weird experience being back here because, like. Being in Louisiana, like there's substantially like way more black people and uh, <laughs> way more cohesive experience of blackness. Mm-hmm. But when I'm here, I just like I learned to code switch a lot more. <laughs> yeah, it's just for survival, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I could. Be- I stopped. I stopped kind of feeling super bad about that. I think I used to feel like I used to be like, "What the fuck?" Like I just. You, you feel when you cold switch, like in certain scenarios, you're like, what the fuck did I just do? And I want to get to a point where I can train myself to not do that shit at all and just be like, I don't need to do this shit, but I don't know. I don't get upset about cold switching anymore because I'm like, I probably have a lot of ancestors that like learn to do this to literally survive. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. A lot of these skills are passed down through our bloodlines. <laughs> cold, <laughs> cold switching is a skill. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is. I, I mean, I guess it is. I haven't gotten into the book, but um, the adventures, yeah, the adventures of High John. I think Zora mm. Neil Hurston published a version or a translation, and it not translation, but like, is that what she interviewed like a whole bunch of people about like stuff, like hoodoo root work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to buy that book. You need to buy the herbs. I need to buy a lot of books. I feel bad because sometimes I'm like, wow, $70 for four books? That's too much money. But then like, I'll spend like $70 on something else and be like, okay, I need to like, <laughs> I'll spend like $70, like like almost $70 on like weed, but like $70 for like five books. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I need to switch my thoughts. this part out, but 
morning glories. Mm. You need to that that's what high John the Conqueror root is. Uh-huh. I feel like and, they, can't they be grown? Yeah. I feel like they can be grown. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like And there's to, like, a specific like Mexican morning glory that is like the root everyone uses. But mm-hmm. the traditional like high John is just a morning glory. And the and I'm gonna cut back in. <laughs> I just told Chris off like off the record a little secret. <laughs> um but the idea of high John is that he was enslaved. He was a king who was enslaved. He always mm-hmm. carried a special root in his pocket. And then and every time he carried that root around with him, like his troubles would just disappear. White people would start treating him nice. Other enslaved people would just have like <laughs> there there was a story, I forgot what enslaved person they cited, but they said um I think it was Frederick Frederick Douglass. It's a story about Frederick Douglass carrying this root in his pocket, beating his slave owner's ass, and then having nothing happen to him. <laughs> is this like the real story that relates to like the story, like the lore behind the actual plant, or is it or is that like, this like is real? Another <laughs> this is another folk story about oh, okay. the plant. That's dope though. And that's how we trade information. Mm-hmm. because like it all goes back to that code switching like it it existed for so long to keep these traditions alive mm-hmm. and even then the book that I um the book that I sent you a picture of is a good example of how okay the book is Working the Roots by Michelle E. Lee Mm. And it's a good example of how folk tradition is passed on through the most mundane of like ideas. Because mm. really the whole book's about herbal medicine, but every now and again you get a spell or two. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I, I definitely have to buy that book. I should probably buy the book, Ryle, like I'm talking to you right now. Like, <laughs> it's in it, my. Uh, save type shit i could like literally buy it right now i bought so many books because like i realized like i won't have a chance to get this much knowledge on the white man's buck (laughs) 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 like you're telling me Are are you talking about like being part of like an institution oh no i mean the stimulus oh yes that too (laughs) that too i thought you were talking about school because like I know that there's certain scenarios where like being involved with like an institution or like a nonprofit was so beneficial because like you would just get shit for almost free. Like I had a, a program that was a CAD program. Yeah. That is like a four hundred dollar program and I had that shit for free for like two years. So I was like, listen, we need this for the company. We didn't fucking need this shit. <laughs> like so I was governmental money being funneled to me to like fuck around with some cool shit. <laughs> For the past two years, I've been walking around with research certifications from Xavier <laughs> without even knowing. Like, without- I love that shit. Like, little shit like that. Where it's like, oh, I have a little bit of power. <laughs> or, like, something that, like, I didn't need to even really do anything about. Yeah, it's I was incredible. just like, wow, I'm qualified. 
(laughs) (laughs) But, like, that's just some shit, too. Because, like, we, we walk around our whole lives, like, just experiencing this negativity. We'll call it that. And it's all because there's this, like, inferiority complex with white men fear mm. with white women then it, it's just a lot <laughs> it's a lot to unpack do you think black men have like an infer- inferiority complex towards like white men or no like, i think it's the other around? way around yeah okay yeah i think their inferiority <laughs> complex is what enforces racist not racism but like bias the bias that creates um it definitely influences racism too though yeah but i'm thinking like you know what's crazy casual racism level yeah but like uh i guess this isn't i guess it is crazy when you really think about it but this is this is kind of dark but i mean it is like history and things like that but a lot of like black men that were lynched they also had like their genitalia like cut off like that was part of the whole fucking, I guess you would call it almost like a fucking ritual, whatever event that it was. And that, that shit is so wild to me because it literally just reinforces all of the things where it's like, this was a part of, I guess, the obsession with black people that needed to be destroyed, which was like their genitalia because the people are just so fucking jealous. It's so, it's fucking gross. It's so gross. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of the institutions that upheld slavery and enslavement, like, resulted in sexual exploitation, which then yeah. evolved into sexual mutilation, which then evolved into which didn't evolve into black, the fucking porn website. Literally, that shit evolved. Like, that's that's I feel like the level of evolution that we get to yeah. in the twenty first century because it's the same like weird fetishization and like obsession. Yeah. But just, I guess, not as violent. But still. I mean, it is in a lot of cases, and it's just as abusive. And yeah, it fosters the same conditions that cause people to, and not even just white people, but all people to. Yeah, it's kind of like, opened up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just a shame that we have to talk about this. But I really. Yeah, let's stop talking about white people. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's make the reality that we uh talked about real yeah um shit i feel like i had another thought it'll come to you like a silent fart yeah oh out of nowhere (laughs) (laughs) out of nowhere yeah um so herbal medicines Shit, have you been growing anything like recently no but i've actually been um dabbling in something my granddad used to practice which mm. uh, my on my dad's side who's puerto rican mm. palo my own well not palo my own explicitly but they use sticks and certain mm-hmm. woods. and they use sticks and what I didn't, I didn't catch the last part oh and woods as in oh, okay so, like, some of you have been seeing all my story lately. Like, I've been posting, like, handmade buttons and shit. Mm. <laughs> oh, those are and that's, like, carving? Yeah. 
Those oh, are special dope. buttons. <laughs> special buttons. Yeah. And you you said you put them in your clothes? Well, I'm going to. Okay. That's and, dope. Yeah. And I could basically make them out of whatever root or stick that I see fit. Mm. How about you? That feels like it almost has like a degree of like foraging to it, which is really cool. I feel like that shit is so cool. I've been supporting so many like Latin-owned businesses in my area because of it. Mm. But yeah, how about you? What's um, what's up with the farm, and how's that been going? Because last time I talked to you, you just started that job. Yeah, uh, it's been like a season and a half. Um. I still really enjoy farming. Like, I think it's a really incredible thing, but I think personally, I don't, I've been thinking about this for like the past couple of days, but I don't know if I want to be a farmer anymore. Cause I think I want to be something, I want to grow food of course, but I don't want to be classified as a farmer. Cause what I've been thinking about recently is that even just the idea of farming, it's about like extracting a resource, you know, like you're farming wood or you're farming like vegetables or you're farming animals. like at the end goal, you're growing something or you're creating something in order to be like gained to be used for something, right? And I don't know, I think there's elements of farming that are like super beautiful in agriculture, but I think, well, for one, I want to separate like farming and agriculture to a degree, but I think I just want to be a grower. Like I want to grow stuff. I want to, I want to feed people. I want to be a food producer. I want to be a steward. Um, of Black Excellence? Do you remember Keith? He graduated while well, he went started Xavier with us. Uh, I'm not a good yeah motherfucker Any, with names. Anyway, I'm a face person. He, he started investing. <laughs> he started buying new property, and okay. then he started. Wait, is this the light skin nigga? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pull association. I'm not good with names. Yeah. I, uh, I've been code switching so much because like I'm so <laughs> close to New York and everyone's like you have to be PC at all times or else we'll fucking murder you. <laughs> <laughs> Smiles. A <laughs> cab bitches. <laughs> I, I hate this like cutesy communist vibe because oh my god people put it on their tenders now and it's like one of the things that they like is like protest or like activism and I'm like that's not that's that's not the point. It's not the fucking point. I'm the type of asshole that puts I like philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I guess you're part of it, but like of a different varying degree. I think it's worse to put like Black Lives Matter in your, your fucking Tinder bio because you want to date black men. Like I understand what yeah. you're trying to do, but it's kind of strange. Like <laughs> Oh my God. I saw someone like legit overcompensating and I almost lost my shit. But naturally I swiped right because like I'm I'm all for a good mess every now and again. It's a beautiful thing sometimes, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> oh, oh, I remembered what I wanted to talk about earlier. Hello. Well. <laughs> <Pardon>? <laughs> Oh, it was about. That's um, what you should just title the like the this episode farming like question mark question mark because like it <laughs> it's kind of but not really. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, we're getting so off track. Wow. Um, so windy road. 
Yeah, well, also because I haven't really read much of that book yet. I only got <laughs> as far as like look like 25 pages in. Which is honestly claps. Congratulations. Like I've been reading a lot. <laughs> I think honestly, if you get 25 or or so pages in a book, well, depending on how big it is, but I say if you get at least like maybe five, ten percent in the book, you're you're gonna finish it for the most part. You just oh, need yeah, to get past that, like those, those like couple percentages, you know. Like if you could get past ten pages, you're probably gonna finish the book. It's legitimately the size of a textbook. <laughs> no, I have a book like that too. Oh, oh there, there was there was one page. <laughs> it was some of the most country shit I heard. Okay, so corn shuck tea, cotton tea. Is it are these recipes? Yeah. Oh wow, then, that's cool as fuck. Cow patty tea. Cow is that shit? Yeah, it's dried cow <laughs> shit. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> it was all on one page. <laughs> you did it where you drank it? Like you literally like steeping in some water? Yeah. Well, you have to get dried cow shit and then you have to steep it in water and it apparently like prevents pneumonia and boosts your immune system but like don't do that wow <laughs> like i get that doctors are doing the whole shit pill shit pill thing we're like yeah but no i think that's different i think yeah, that's slightly no. different slightly. <laughs> same level of medicine though yeah and i don't know what it what if you had a really healthy cow though like if what if your cow was like super super healthy i mean like that's <laughs> That's the whole point. Like, you lived on, like, it wasn't factory farmed cows. Yeah, if you fuck around with, like, a, a, a soybean cow and ate their shit, I think you would just, like, immediately die. <laughs> right. I think this is, I think these are things that only, you know, ancestral people probably did, which is a beautiful thing because there's probably some real, like, science involved with that. Oh, this is you're legitimately, probably, like... You probably get a whole bunch West, of, like, probiotics. Yeah, this is a West Bumblefuck, Louisiana story. Let me <laughs> try and find the book. Yeah, okay. Good thing I am too lazy to put books back on the shelf. <laughs> oh, well. Sometimes it's a good thing. Okay, that was... Wait, the Mississippi and West. This oh wait, this was in Texas. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. That's that probably bit. some like real like <laughs> I want to learn more about like middle of nowhere Texas. I bet she's kind of interesting. It is, but you would really need to learn. Like you would have to have a really skilled eye. Because even in New Orleans, like you miss shit if you don't see it. Yeah. All the Veve art in the doorways. In like of like old buildings, no, in all the iron work in the city. Oh, for real? Yeah, all those designs come from voodoo. Oh, you're gonna have to like send me some shit because I I like understanding more stuff about the environment that I'm in. That'd be really cool to like learn more about. Yeah, you you would see it all over like French territory. Mm. Um, also saint names. St. Martin de Porres is a path of Elegua, or Eshu. Mm. The Orisha that, um, shit. I, I talked about this on my friend Miller's podcast, who I plug all the time. Mm. Um, I'm really bad <laughs> about adding links. 
<laughs> but I will. There's I'm not so going to say it unless I actually put links in the description of this. So if you see a link in the description of this, I remember to put a link in the description of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's so weird, like, having this talk with you because, like, we know each other as friends and then, like, I'm doing this, like, web personality that, like, I have no business doing. <laughs> I don't think you're doing a bad job, but I don't think you're necessarily... I think you're very camera right now. And I really appreciate that because I like I think it'd be worse if you were like stale or like weird because then it'd just be like not oh, very flowy, right? <laughs> and like that that that's my thing. Like I don't get videos out all the time because I don't want it to be shitty. <laughs> I, I make want... it a job. It's gonna yeah. get hard if you suck a job. Yeah, and also I've been putting a lot so hard of not to make things jobs too. Yeah. And it's also hard to balance like three different lives because <laughs> I'm still like trying to apply for jobs and everything. Trying to actual, actually be like a functioning gear of capitalism. Yeah. Trying to survive though. <laughs> Just like you're trying to survive. Okay. Um, Would you ever go back to like farming or some kind of quote-unquote return to land like i think that's kind of corny because some people use it in like an actually corny way but in a culty you know what i mean i guess that way too the one thing that um (laughs) the one thing that deterred me a while ago was just um i'll say a run-in with some really how do i put it Caucasian spiritualists (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like I keep getting into those circles because I live up here and every time I want to go into something like herbalist I just feel like come here be part of our group (laughs) and then I'm just like no I don't want to join your fucking Jesus club (laughs) oh no not spiritualists with the Jesus (laughs) <laughs> Spiritualist with the white Jesus. Eh, some of them are cool. The the ones that aren't <laughs> the ones that are a part of these like traditions, these cool occult traditions that keep it secret for centuries, those are cool. Mm-hmm. The ones that are using native sage when they don't have a connection to it. In fact, a bunch of settlers <laughs> in America the African-American settlers who came here <laughs> enslaved had, were forcibly bred with the natives. Mm. There's like a rich culture of Native American preservation in African-American root work. And it's important to like, remember that. As far as like the, the mixing of the two, like Native American traditions and uh, like African traditions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in mid-city, like, that was Native American land up until the 80s. Mm. I didn't even know about this. It's really interesting. Um, I learned, I heard that from my teacher, my mentor, John, who passed. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran that botanical to... that I used to go to. The one near Xavier? Yeah. Oh, wait. Which one? The one that the... was, like... The candle shop on Broad. 
Oh, okay, maybe not that one. I thought you were talking about like that farm that was like also on Xavier's campus. That's oh no, one. no, no. Okay. Oh wait, yeah. Oh, that's a good. That's a good tie. <laughs> that's a good thing to tie in. <laughs> oh, but yeah, um, Agrotopia and all the other shit. Before we do, I need to expand on something that I say a lot, and I said mm. before we started recording. Um, I talk about whiteness a lot. Mm. Identifying with whiteness is choosing to abandon your identity. Mm. It's choosing to abandon your identity because it is strict opposition to blackness, which is a mm. forced abandonment of identity. Mm. The reason I talk about it in that context is because, like, it, it just makes no sense to say whiteness isn't inherently racist when whiteness is identifying losing your identity gaining a new one because you benefit from that whiteness mm. um <laughs> sorry i had to go on that little tangent because i i don't need to get canceled well i do need to get canceled over here. fuck it get canceled get canceled <laughs> <laughs> fuck it full send <laughs> uh, you're okay. still gonna be alive and breathing which is you know that's a good like don't, don't I don't want to say that like it, it doesn't like worry me or anything like that but bro canceling is not a real thing it's like it's not like they're gonna kill you like I mean <laughs> imagine if somebody like was like you're canceled and like not or assassins that are coming after you to kill you like because like the whole public has decided to cancel you so now you actually have to die like now it would be really dangerous and like you should like worry about it but Hopefully when somebody cancels you it's just like whatever <laughs> Hopefully, I'm not as influential as Malcolm X. I hope to be more influential. <laughs> you said more? <laughs> I don't want that weight on my shoulder. I don't know. I, can't. I feel like I feel like I don't know. It would be really cool, but I feel like I'd be I'd have to be super honest because people would dig up shit about me and they'd just oh, be like, right. he's not a good person. But it's like, I don't know. I think I'm a really good person. At least I try to be. Yeah, same. I'm kind of. A but I don't know, man. People are really like pull up some real fake shit about you because, like, the way media works, it's like you could be a totally incredible person, but they're just gonna dig up some fake shit. I mean, it's also the framing of the situations too, and exactly what happens. And I think it's always important to hear out the other side, of course. But it's just unless the other side is a bunch of babbling shitheads. <laughs> Cause like literally all this Georgia shit, it, farming, farming, farming. <laughs> but wait, no, wait. Before we get back on that, like I need to know more about the whole Georgia situation. Cause that's, I think a lot of times, sometimes I see shit, and I'm like, ooh, this is like some big shit, but it's like small shit. You know what I'm saying? Like where it's like it's not necessarily on any big media sites or blah 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 blah. blah. But like it's like little shit that's happening where it's like, ooh, this is that real shiesty shit, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel mean, like it's about it's, voter suppression, right? Yeah. So it's not just Georgia. I know a couple other states are trying to like jump in on this too. Mm. But basically the whoever runs the government could pick who's in charge, like could just pick who's in charge of the elections committee. 
Mm, instead of him being like appointed or some shit like that. Yeah. Instead of them being voted in. And then mm. on top of that, it's just a bunch of like you can't have drop boxes. You can only vote till 5 p.m. You can't. Yeah. That's nasty. It is grimy. And then. That's how I feel about like to bring it a little bit back to farming about like certain markets. Cause like a lot of markets are at times where like people of color or like people who are just like working class people maybe can't even go to that shit. Cause like it's not during times when people are like off work. So it kind of makes like spaces that are farmers markets and not all of them. Cause I guess like there's a lot of them that are more inclusive, but there's also a lot of them that are just like, fuck it. We're going to do a farmer's market at Tuesday at 12 o'clock. Like <laughs> a lot of people at work or like Tuesday at like nine o'clock, you know what I'm saying? Like some shit like that. But and I think, I think if you like set times where like people are like usually working, it literally is a form of like, big ass discrimination because then who can who can who can be there and that's actually what i'm grateful like for learning just how to identify that stuff in communities especially when you think about like where these farmer markets are how people from those lower income communities could get to them like Mm. usually like if you could take one bus to somewhere people go yeah but a lot of the times it's like you have to take connecting buses, blah, blah, blah. It, it's, it's interesting to see the conditions they put our community under and then also the traditions that thrive out of that community. Right. Because on the backdrop of all this redlining, all this voter suppression, like you have a rich spiritual tradition that has oh yeah black, black people are the most resilient people on, on the planet earth <laughs> I, I firmly believe that i firmly believe that like well i, I don't want to like i feel like native and indigenous people are also very very resilient but i don't know maybe i just said that because i'm I mean, black feeding, it's true that's how i feel you, feeding into that archetype of one over the other but culturally like oppressive peoples have to deal with a lot more and the oh yeah as a total yeah and the and i'm not like i'm not trying to put like black people on the top of the totem pole of like oppression of being like we've been through the most shit we the hardest motherfuckers out here but i don't know i just me saying that it's just me being really grateful of the shit that we've been able to make out of basically shit you know like a really shitty ass legit city at <laughs> shitty ass situation it's like literally nah, everybody want to be us <laughs> like medicine out of cow shit <laughs> yeah legit like that's some innovative stuff <laughs> i wonder how far that goes back though like i wonder if that's really some like african practice type stuff where it's like well i don't know what were there cows in africa like yeah. i don't even know <laughs> or what cow kind of cows they had in africa not not the ones that we have here, but like yeah, not the American cows. cows. Yeah, the American cow is a GMO. <laughs> like, the American cow, cow is a GMO. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I mean, like most of the fuckery and most of the fucking around we do with genetics, like I don't, I don't care about it to a certain degree, you know. 
if it's changing, snipping a couple genes here or there to mm. put together a miracle vaccine to save like 25 to 30% of the population. Mm. I know this virus, like, I, I don't know the actual mortality rate. I'm just going off the top of my head because, mm. God damn it. <laughs> We're still. Does it? I mean, I mean, it's. It, the numbers are good to know, but does it really matter at this point? Like, if you see what's going on in hospitals, I feel like you know that, like, this shit is really fucked up. Even if you think that people inflate the numbers, because, like, you could think that and there's some people who fucking think that shit, you have to understand that there's people who are dying, like, regardless of if the numbers are being fucking inflated. Uh, I am some... I'm just tired. I'm tired of being indoors. I'm tired of not seeing people. I'm tired of wasting my 20s. <laughs> I, I don't even, I feel like I'm tired about that too, but like to go back to the vaccine and like like talking about that and like CRISPR and, and cutting genes and shit like that, I think it's okay to a certain degree if it's like in line with saving people's lives. But if you're going to do it, like don't do it for like monetary gain. Like it shouldn't be done so that a pharmaceutical company can have all of the money in the world and play the game of capitalism the best and fucking get whatever the fuck it wants. It should be, okay, we figured out how to do this vaccine. We figured out how to fucking like cut these genes and blah, 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 and like make this medicine that saves a whole bunch of people. It's open source. Everybody has fucking access to it. Whoever the fuck wants to make this shit that saves people's lives can fucking make it. You know, if you have the facilities, of course. You know, instead of like hoarding the actual idea of whatever the fuck vaccine was made. So the government, on a related note, the government placed a class action lawsuit against the makers of Oxycontin because of the addict overstated, understated addictiveness, addictiveness of their drug. Is this recent? This was a while ago. It just wrapped up recently under the radar amongst all the election fuckery <laughs> <laughs> like past the, yeah past the whole kkk raid on the capitol like there was one the court case happened there was a settlement that was reached and then the government essentially bought the manufacturer of the opiates yes so what does that mean? Does, does that mean like now the government can make this shit? <laughs> I guess. I mean, like oh there's God. probably like pro we finna make protocols, the drugs, but like regulate it so people know it's addictive. Oh, okay. I feel. I feel what you mean. I thought like the government was gonna be like we finna make this oh, shit no, this stronger. Still, this is still Trump's. <laughs> we finna make this hard. <laughs> this is this is Trump's government addiction. Biden's administration. <laughs> so this is it's still a toss up. <laughs> Everything is a toss-up in America. Honestly. Everything. I'm so happy this isn't like a video podcast because I have like a, a do-rag tied on my face all kind of crazy. Like I look like a superhero. I'm like a do-rag superhero. I'm honestly tired of like do-rag <laughs> and black shaming too. Cause like in black I fucking love do-rags. Yeah. But also like I realize I will never like wear a do rag in front of people that I don't really like fuck with. Sometimes I don't even like wear my braids with people I don't trust like that. Mm, I feel that. And 
I feel that. I I had a scenario. I wouldn't even define it. I wouldn't even define it as anything like bad or anything like that. It wasn't bad at all. But uh, one of the ladies who I work with, I had my hair out and like my like fro whatever. Yeah. And she was like, "Oh, you took your braids out." <laughs> I was like, I didn't say nothing, but in my mind, I was just like, "Damn, like." They're just fucking twists. Like, they're not braids. But, like, white people just think everything that's done to your hair is braids. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Or we, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> like, whatever, what it is. whatever their proxy of blackness is, they will blurt it out. <laughs> braids. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's uh, really, it's so frustrating. Because <laughs> sometimes is, I'm like. That was funny as fuck. Because I'm like, damn, she really just don't know. <laughs> she really just don't fucking know. <laughs> There are moments hilarious. that like really hurt where I catch myself like taking my braids out in the mirror and then like getting my hair wet a little so that way like there's no real like difference to draw attention to me on days where I really just don't need it. Mm. And like part of me now like because recently I went out and I like I-, I met someone new and I did that thing but I was like I the code switching my- thing or what? Yeah, the code switching thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, am I betraying myself? Wait, no, I have natural hair, but like I am. <laughs> uh it is so frustrating, but also like, yeah, it's necessary and it's survival. I guess that's maybe a, a good thing about the South though, because I think sometimes I'm like, wow, I shouldn't wear my do-rag out. But that's because, like, my own family is, like, that's not, like, socially acceptable. But, I mean, the older I get, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, there's some cool do-rags. Like, you should get, I wanna, like, really I want to tell for a do-rag and, like, really, like, wear that shit all the fucking time. Like, there's some real cool, like, it's it's a headwear. It's cool as fuck. Oh, wait, hear me out. I don't give a out. fuck. Do-rags, but for beards. I, I've heard of that. I've heard oh. of that. It's supposed to like when you go to sleep, like your oil and shit stays in your beard. I need one of those. So I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to grow a little healthy one. I'm yeah. trying to grow. I'm trying to grow a little healthy beard. I, I've I don't have the genetics. Take care of my beard, but I don't know any like black owned beard products. Me either. I know there's this one black dude on Instagram, and like he be combing his shit with a wooden comb, and I think he owns some shit, but I don't know what the fuck his name is. Where I be seeing him on Instagram all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, I guarantee you at some point I'm gonna get an ad about him. So I'm gonna send you his name when I when I get a fucking ad about it. Yeah, I know gonna please happen. do. Because <laughs> like that's um, a shame. Doubtable. Like one of my friends, he posted his beard oil earlier, and like, hell yeah, I would support, but like I don't really like I, I don't like using hair product that's not made by black people. Mm, yeah because it usually don't be fucking good and then it feels like it, it ends up having the texture of people touch my hair <laughs> mm. <laughs> like uh it, it's just so interesting interacting with other proc other like experiences of blackness too because you could talk to literally anyone any one black person and they will have a different view on like all of this stuff Oh, yeah, because there's some Black people that, like, were at the Capitol. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you can talk to them and have a totally different, you know, 
understanding of the conversation. And like, it's like what people say, like anybody can perpetuate uh, like white supremacy. Anybody can pe- yeah, perpetuate that shit. Wow, I really had just had hella trouble with the word perpetuate. Yeah, it's, it's a nasty right. word. I mean, like, one thing I did learn is that there is this discrimination against AV, African-American vernacular English, because people <laughs> think... Spell it out. <laughs> yes, sir. People think it's not a real dialect of English, <laughs> but it is a separate class of people socially discriminated against for over 500 years who had to not only forget their native language, but learn a whole new type of English because education wasn't as great. And that's why I don't give a fuck when I be misspelling shit or when I say shit wrong, because I'm like, this not my first language. I mean, it is, but it's not. <laughs> so I, I'll be like, I don't give a, I will, I'm gonna butcher the fuck out of the English language. I do not care. And then you could also tell, and this is actually, there's this YouTuber, Teen Noir, who did this bigger talk on Black Sense and Black Fishing. And you can tell when a white person grows up around Black people versus when they're just using their Black scent and over-explaining. Because <laughs> Scientific they, differences. Yeah, it really does become a science at the end of the day. And until science sees color, <laughs> we're kind of just in this little bubble. <laughs> Bringing it full circle to the white lady. <laughs> I don't see color. Oh my! I'm colorblind. <laughs> I really, I really fucking can't. As soon as I can't drive cars. As I can't soon as see the light. Me with the I don't see color. There is a little switch in my brain <laughs> that I have. To, I just, I just, I'm just like, is this person going to understand? No, I'm in public and I'm going to look like a fool. <laughs> I think I'm really, I guess to a degree, privileged that I've never had an interaction like that. At least I don't think I have to like my recent memory that I can like pull back. I don't think I've had a scenario where a white person was like, I don't see color because I think it, it would just trigger me. I have had some real awkward ass scenarios though, but. We'll get into some of your scenarios in a second. But Dr. <laughs> if we have time, we might have to bring this to episode two because I'm a working oh. motherfucker. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, that's fine. Like I was kind of rambling. <laughs> episode two, what hit though? Oh, um, if you want to record again for um for YouTube, hit me up after this week because I just need to um I, I need to start <laughs> I need to start editing and then releasing these videos because god damn it if I don't do it now. <laughs> uh, okay, but I you, think somebody said you gotta do 10 of them. <laughs> if you do 10, then like people will take you serious. But like if you yeah. don't do 10, people are gonna be like, oh my god, nigga, like you just you making you making two two episodes and then you're not gonna make no more. I'm not feeling no, this my time. I already, I already did. I like I have a bunch of episodes of different stuff recorded. I'm mm. just like kind of getting on the tail end of it and I just need to stitch them together individually. Okay, anyway, to <laughs> wrap up 
Um, Dr. King said that discrimination in the South, there is a visible villain. And in his time, it was the police. It was them using fire hoses. It was dogs. It was like brutality in that sense. But in the North, you have the invisible villain of racism, which is more so infrastructure. Mm. And then that translates into contemporary versions of this where there's just hella enforced rates of poverty and crime in urban areas but when you get to rural areas there's like not as much education for on both sides too because Mm. that's where lower income communities start to form because there's not as much regulation allowed to happen within unions Mm. it's a whole beast but um yeah google (laughs) (laughs) google All right. Thank you. Um, Chris, do you want to like give your social media or anything? Um, let's see. I mean, also like no face, no case. <laughs> <laughs> no face, no case. I wish I, I'm just going to give my Instagram, even though like it's so stupid. I need to really change it. It's Christian, my name, K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N uh, underscore <laughs> A-L-A-R-I-C-O. I think that's what it is. Is there like an underscore or different area? Yeah, I'll make okay. Uh, I won't say I'll make sure I leave the link, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll see how the editing works out. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming. Um, I'm gonna schedule like a second one with you and like make sure I save your number this time. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. All right.